<laughs> Welcome to the Mick and MG in the Morning Summer Series. The boys are taking a well-earned break, but we'll be back live on your radio and on Listener Monday, January 15th. But for now, enjoy some of the best bits from the year that was. And we've been joined live in the studio by Dr Chris Brown, friend of the show. We love it when you swing by. Uh, question without notice. Mm. Where did you watch the NRL grand final, please? Uh, I was at the... Um at the home of uh, a rugby league uh, Mad Mondays, uh, the Clavelli Hotel. Oh, where the all, Clavelli! <laughs> where all good stuff goes down. That is good for pub. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to that pub one night with Greg Matthews, and I have no memory of leaving. Yeah, yeah. No, great yep. night. I think that's, uh, that's, that's cl- pretty much one of the conditions of entry, I think, Mickey, is, is that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that that occurs. Somehow. Lose yourself. Uh, and, and was it a, a going off at the Clavelli? It was, it was. Um, actually, a lot, a lot of NRL players not featuring in the game um, were there, just, uh, just, just working, working their way through the through the venue. Uh, yes. It was, it was a sight to behold. Yeah, and uh, look, it was, it was great. It was great. Everyone was. Um, I mean, not many people watching the footy to, to be to be honest, more just watching yeah. each other. Uh, but it was it was it was great. And um, look, just obviously, a, a, I had to keep myself in in shape and in in good condition because uh, you know I have a very important um, nine o'clock appointment this morning with um, with M Geyer, I believe, is in my appointment book at the vet clinic to to repair <laughs> to repair the damage inflicted just oh, to, wow. just twenty four hours ago. So um, Nick, uh, you know. MG, yeah. I, it's uh, a code blue. It is. Code blue. I'm ready. I'm ready. The gloves. The gloves are already on. Everything's yes. everything's in readiness for uh, for the appearance of of the uh, of the panther. So look well, out. I, I hope you've got an ICU unit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now you've got an hilarious story to tell me. Uh, please, what happened? What, what are we talking about here? Oh, look, uh, Mickey, I've never I, heard this story. Yeah, I look, like this before. Th- this is this is a discredit to you, to be honest. Um, y- your eyes have been off the ball. Or on the on the yep. balls over the weekend uh, with, the, oh. with the, the various footy games occurring. I, I cannot yep. believe you missed the, potentially the the news story of the year uh, that came out of <laughs> Queensland. Um, there was a military exercise that was occurring in central Queensland over the weekend, uh, and the Singaporeans are actually in town flying a, a type okay. of helicopter, the, Sh- the Chinook. It's it's a double rotated helicopter. Chinook, I love yeah. the Chinook. Yep, it's a great, yeah, it's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, a tra- beautiful. it's a transport vehicle. You get a lot of uh, soldiers on there, and bang, you do. And yeah. Look, they were they were in the area, and and they actually hovered over a uh, over one particular part of Central Queensland, which which has has a lot of uh, saltwater crocodiles, to take yeah. some photos uh, out out the out the side of the helicopter. Not realizing that the uh, the frequency, the the hum of a Chinook, Chinook helicopter, exactly mimics the the frequency of a crocodile mating call. <gasps> what? The helicopter has triggered a, a two day sex fest <laughs> amongst amongst the crocodiles that that has only just only just oh. subsided. Uh, they hammer and tong at it thanks to the Chinook. The Chinook, their, their grand final. So that yeah, the exact hum. Is 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 what it what it replicates and and it's just a uh, it's just a warning. I mean, it, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, this is this is wow. the, the helicopter that could could save the Bachelor franchise. Just one <laughs> one date 
on that helicopter, and and my uh, God, we we will have some chopping back- down. Yes, <laughs> I, I have to say the uh, it uh, it sets me off too. The Chinook does it. Oh, I hear oh, yeah. incoming Chinook. I'll uh, crack a sniffy. <laughs> Rumours that 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 helicopter has been booked to hover above your house for for a few <laughs> hours well, most, uh, most Friday nights. Every because... Friday night about midnight. <laughs> Chinook calling the Chinooks. Calling call, call call all Chinooks. Uh, the Chinook has sparked an absolute <laughs> all in, in a, on the crocodile fronts. Uh, I never knew the link, um, but now I do. Um, uh, I'm uh, flabbergasted. Now, uh, on that front, what, what's your take on emotional support animals, please? Oh. Be- is, this, is this just the greatest load of bullshit the modern world has produced that you can now... Just say, I need a support animal before mm. I get on a plane or a train or go to work or, or do something? Or is there something to this? Look, I, I, I believe they have a place. Uh, I, I think the emotional support dog, cat, yes. Snake. Uh, mm. s- s- <laughs> snake, potentially. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've actually been on, on a plane in the US next to an emotional support ferret, which I thought oh. was probably... Probably pushing it just a. He was wearing a little jacket. He was he was adorable. But it, someone had a peacock on a plane. Yeah, an emotional support peacock, yep. which seems kind of impractical to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Look, I think. I think there are limits. Uh, to, All right. To, well, can I can I give you one? And mm-hmm. I'm talking about a guy who was refused entrance to the Philadelphia Phillies ballpark <laughs> with his emotional support alligator. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean when you say there is a limit to what you can look, do? Look, you know, I, 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 yeah. I, I was, I'm not familiar with the work of that particular alligator. Maybe he's incredibly comforting. He can relieve you of your, your stress and, and your right arm all, all at once. But that is pulling the piss, right? Who needs an emotional support alligator and goes, I'm going to take him to the ballpark? Wow! <laughs> Look, as long as he's accredited, he, he's. Uh, I, I mean, he, he's accredited. He's an emotional support. Listen, uh, a baseball fan and his emotional support alligator named Wally Gator have been denied entry uh, to the ballpark in the United States. Social media posts. I've got the picture. Show the gator on a leash with a harness with his name on it outside the ballpark. <laughs> Pride of the Phillies game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'd be very nervous if I was a Pittsburgh Pirate fan and I rocked up yeah. and I was sitting on a seat <laughs> behind the dugout next to a friggin' alligator. Oh, no, everyone wants, wants to catch the foul ball, but he'd be, he'd be especially <laughs> sure. yeah. Good luck getting the foul ball back from the emotional support alligator. Just quickly, uh, mm. before you go, I also want to ask you about the sheep. Mm. Uh, that started behaving strangely mm. after woofing a hundred kilograms of cannabis. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is, this happened. A flock of sheep found their way into a. It's not. You don't say flock of sheep, do you? Oh, you, you do. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you flock, do. All right. Flock yeah. of sheep. All right. Well, all right. I stand corrected. A flock of sheep found their way into a greenhouse in Greece and ate more than six hundred pounds of marijuana plants. Wow. Being cultivated for medical use. Now, my question to you, Doc, <laughs> mm. is. 
Uh, when my mates uh, get stoned, they want to go and get themselves a lamps of Loki. <laughs> what, what does a sheep do when it gets the munchies? Jesus. Jesus. You, you can't be going down the kebab shop, can you, as a sheep? You, you know what? I, I, I've actually seen – I mean, look, I, I've worked in Bondi for a number of years, so it may not surprise you to know that I've seen a number of animals that have been Ripped. under the effects uh, late at night. That it's, a, it's a very – unfortunately, a very common – Emergency call. And and what's interesting is that they're clearly intoxicated with something. They're stumbling around. They're, you know, typically dogs dogs howl uh, endlessly. Um, A bit like MG today. (laughs) (laughs) But unlike every other toxicity, and this this isn't a medical test, but it's a test I use, an animal that is under the effects of, of marijuana, it's the only animal that when it when it's clearly unwell will eat endlessly. Like the the yeah. munchies are are a diagnostic <laughs> are a diagnostic test with this. So yeah, they, they would have they would have probably uh, you know probably <laughs> found chewed their own arm chewed, off. Yeah, maybe <laughs> in a hankering for a bit of lamb, <laughs> grazed on Cypress Hill. Um, just... <laughs> All right, you're not taking this very seriously. <laughs> it's a very serious but, medical yes. case, Mickey, and. I'm glad oh, you've, you've you see the, you see the sheep's putting uh, clear eyes in their device <laughs> in their eyes. Go, oh, I'm amazed. Now. I'm amazed. It took a hundred kilograms of it to, to show some effects. <laughs> to be honest, that's a, that is a lot. Right. They're heavy yeah. hitters, man. Heavy hitters. Uh, thank you for swinging by. When are you going to pull a finger out and do something at Channel Seven? You've been there. I've been all on. Been there twice. Been there five years. What's going on? Can we, can we is not any al- danger of you doing anything? Can we, can we not alert them to this, please? This is, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well so far. It's all, it's all going beautifully. Uh, Living the best life. I, I start next week. I promise you. Yay! Oh, we cannot wait to see uh, uh, back on the screens. Uh, thanks for swinging by. Always a pleasure. Go on, you brownie. Thanks, guys. Hello. Just got home, I believe, after the late. <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> it's like, no, it was it was a large night. It was um it was a late night. Yes. Like a late night, not a large night. No, I, and um, you did well because you were up and running early on the red carpet. I was. Of course. It got me nice and early at four. Yeah. And I thought at the time I was really keen so I said, Oh, the the vet from Channel Seven's gonna be here. So I'm thinking Dr. Harry Cooper. <laughs> no, it's this bloke. And uh, I said something I thought was quite kind, but mm. you took offense to. Uh, have a listen. Before we begin, can I just say to you and Sonia, I'm so sorry, commiserations, that you didn't get the roles of Ken and Barbie. <laughs> to me, you were, you were a dead set lock. Yeah. You uh, could have done that, Phil. You, you're doing all right. Do you realise that? The two it's of true. you, I looked at you both there and I went, yep. you are laboratory, you're from another planet, you two, yep. who can like, if... if like they had to start a whole new population. They start with you two on another planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would take you two first, mm-hmm. right? And you could then yep. start Adam and a, Eve. like a boys from Brazil style, <laughs> you know, just, repopulation plant. I just thought it was nice to see some middle-aged blonde people getting a chance in Australian <laughs> media. To be, to, to be honest, some it was possibly um, good-looking people yeah. uh, getting away with it. And uh, then, after having said nothing but nice things, yeah. I hear this at the end. Did you know Mick Malloy? Has a labradoodle. Uh, do you know what? I knew it would be some kind of doodle. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not sure who needs the worm tablet more, to be honest. Oh, oh, yeah. A 
The way you were dragging yourself up the red carpet, yeah. I thought, was a warning sign from the start. <laughs> it it was from, it is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did dry hump your leg at yeah. one stage. So <laughs> there it is. A good night had by all. What time did you finish up? I, I finished up at four o'clock, Mickey. Hey. Um, right, oh, at, right at the end. I would right have been getting end. up to go to work at that time. Yeah. On a school night. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I had a hangover for the next few days that... Um, oh. Wasn't the result of of what I drank. It was just the result of being next to Mickey's breath um, and the alco- alcohol that I absorbed that way. Did uh, you catch up with Pang? I did. Afterwards, he was reflecting. Was reflect, he reflecting on who got the better of who? You or you ah, or him? Was he double crossed me? Yeah, you know he double crossed me. We were in agreement. He was going to go hard. I would go hard. And then at the last minute, he said really nice things about me and then introduced me. What did he say? He said, you know, it'd be a reflection of someone's character. If, if, if they were to come out and here, be rude to the, oh. to the MC. Yeah. And I was. You were. <laughs> and we got, do you know yes. what I heard? What? He was in, and this is true, he was in Daryl Summers' suite, hotel room, <laughs> till six in the morning. I swear I'm not making Whoa. that up. Party. That's a what the F, I reckon. <laughs> yes. No, no. He was, he, uh, Daryl had given him like the bat phone. Hey, would you like to come up and oh, we'll talk you, hosting pass, logies? Pass the baton. Uh, and they went up and they, you know, compared stories and what? what Mon- compared monologues. <laughs> you only get one of those invitations. You only get you one know, of those. You gotta take it up when, you, when you're given it. That's like going up the river to see Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> Is how it's going. We need to unpack a couple of stories from the animal kingdom. Firstly, topic uh, on this program that's been raging Zoos in China, mm. notorious uh, for putting in a, a proxy, <laughs> uh, for substituting a real animal. They did it once with a dog. Yep. They, they passed off as a lion. Yep. Um, <laughs> it wasn't until the lipstick came out they realised that that was oh, terrible. Problem. They've done it again, or have they? Mm. The Chinese zoo is forced to, to deny the bear is human. You saw it. Some say it's a sun bear. It looks like a man in a bear suit standing up. Yeah. What is it? Look, it's... um. I, I, look, it, it's odd because it, it's standing on its two feet, uh, waving at the crowd. I think I think that was probably and the, it looks like his pants are falling and out. Bump. And, and the the pants, uh, there's there's sort of a it's kind of like the when you wear trackies yeah. and tracksuit pants and the exactly the same. They just sag a little just bit down a bit. Yeah, like um, you got a bit of ass crack poking out the top of your jeans. Or yeah, um, look. Oh. I, I wanted this to be fake. Oh, you I, really, I, I kind of did. I, it, it, I do think it's a sun bear. I, I really you think it's a sun yeah. bear. And the thing about sun bears, that they're not like the bears we're used to seeing. They do spend a lot of time on their back feet. They climb trees. But this this bear, this sun bear, is called Angela. And in defence of Angela, she's not a young bear. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> How old would she and, be? How old would Angela be? I, look, I, they don't say, but but by the look of her, she's growing up a little bit. She's not. In the prime condition she wants. It's like she's about to do the ironing with a ciggy in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's what and, she looks like. <laughs> and the, the, the boobs in the ironing board. <laughs> hey. sun, bears, sun bears climb a lot of trees, okay? That's how they keep themselves in shape. That's how they keep the glutes, okay. the glutes right. working. She needs to climb a tree. When there are no trees to climb, the glutes <laughs> kind of just disappear a little bit. And, and like a middle-aged man in skinny jeans, okay. there's not... <laughs> There's not a lot of glute development. Uh, just, the pants just go straight. She's got a down. couple of mud flaps she, <laughs> happening she, out the back yeah, there. No, I think does. I can suggest to you. Is sun is a sun bear indigenous to China? Um, through through Southeast Asia, they're in a few countries. Yeah, are they aggressive? Uh, they can be if they if they're pushed. So the yeah. panda and the sun bear, like mm. the least uh, 
vicious of all the bears yeah, in, yeah, the, China, in the Asian you, region. Lazy. Yeah, lazy. Right, quickly, uh, there's a new movie out called uh, Slother House. Mm. Is the sloth a dangerous animal? <laughs> it's, a, it's a compelling subject for a, for a story of a murderous murder. I believe it's about about a murderous a, a sloth in a sorority house rampage. <laughs> I know that detail caught your attention. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, if if this is about a murderous sloth, that I, I hope it's a nineteen-hour epic because it needs to be. That they, they are the slowest, <laughs> dullest, most sort of onerous animals on really? the, on the planet. Why? Well. Their, their metabolic rate is really slow. So I, I, they, I, to I, find I, slow because I'm I'm in that end of the spectrum. <laughs> I, I, I once worked on on a sloth in Costa Rica. So as a vet, and got called out to help this sloth that had that had been. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was a sad story. It had grabbed a instead of grabbing a vine, it it had, it had grabbed an electrical wire oh. and and had you know fried its arm, and it wasn't in a good Idiot. way. I I picked up the sloth. And and as I picked it up, it took around four minutes to turn its head just to look at me. <laughs> oh, wow. so, and it's just suffered an electrical shock. Yeah. <laughs> of all the times where it'd be it'd be a little lively, that'd be it. But no, they, it's um yeah. I'm I'm thinking this is a, sort of a Lord of the Rings style trilogy, yeah. um, <laughs> just to get to the first murder. I'll see you at the opening. <laughs> just quickly, we're running out of time, but I need to ask you about the manatee mm. that looks like it's been sexually assaulted. It's uh, in a. Well, well, you tell me what's happening. Well, it's a thirty-eight-year-old manatee in in Florida that that's just engaged in a in a month-long sex rampage with another manatee. That's so good. Just happened to be its brother. Oh, oh. Um, this ooh. isn't a, like a Sea World or something. There, there, ain't, there aren't people watching this. No, well, it, I don't. I don't. They have to be. It, it's, it, they were the only two two, Steady, two manatees in the, in the enclosure. Um, well, and, now and I things, can see their their dilemma. Things, I mean. things got a little heated, uh, and and one thing has you know that nature's taken its course just in a in a rather unnatural way, and and this is what has happened. Oh, I, is this something the manatees have been known to? I, yeah, I, have a, I have a theory about about aquatic, aquatic <laughs> animals. Okay, here we go. No, and and it, it is from from past experience as well. But they're mad for it. So <laughs> manatees, dolphins, dolphins. Dolphins, dolphins you start yeah. to join the dots here. Yeah, they'll go into species. Um, yeah, dugongs. Oh, the so, dugongs. So oh, I, I I used to work as a locum at, at the at what? Sydney Aquarium. Okay, there are, there are a couple of dugongs there, and, and I'm sure they won't won't mind me telling this story. But <laughs> Well, they give them time to block their ears. There's a dugong called Pig at, at the, the aquarium, and and Pig was rescued, um, and off a beach, he, you know, as a juvenile, he'd lost his mother, and and he wasn't in a good way. Anyway, they, they've looked after him really well. He each each morning um, in in the aquarium, my my job as the as the vet there was to go and and move part of his enclosure because. When I was working there, they had a SpongeBob SquarePants promotion, oh, and that SpongeBob man. used to used to sit in the bottom of the tank, of the <laughs> tank right? And every morning, the pig, the dugong, between sort of nine a.m. and and eleven thirty a.m., used to uh, used to hump SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob doesn't need that. endlessly. SpongeBob, but, what did but, SpongeBob do wrong? Awkwardly, that was also the time where <laughs> the school kids that was school visiting hours. <laughs> Mom, SpongeBob. <laughs> and can I can I can I just ask you this? The dugong called pig. Did you know uh, pigs' orgasms can go for ninety minutes? Mm, well, you know that 
do the maths on, on pigs, and it's pretty similar. Oh, like oink, oink. oink. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Chris Brown, for coming in and taking us to places <laughs> we've never, we've been never otherwise been to. Oh, good morning. Great to have you on on Melbourne Cup Day. I'm uh, guessing you'd be conflicted at best about... <laughs> As someone who cares As deeply for animals, uh, the implications of horse racing. But have you been involved? Have you ever been an equine vet of any? I, you know, I, I've I've never been entirely trusted with the, the racehorses themselves. They right. are they're very expensive animals. You know, beautiful animals, yes. incredible athletes. But mm. but I. <laughs> Probably says a lot. I, I have actually been entrusted with teasers. I don't know if you're familiar with the work of a teaser. So yeah, a on, teaser, on a, a horse teaser fluffer, like a fluffer. <laughs> so on a on a on a, a horse breed on a horse breeding stud, you have a yes. teaser. Now the teaser occupies a an important part of folklore in, in racehorse breeding. <laughs> he is he is the stunt uh, the stunt double basically. He gets yeah. brought out to check whether a mare is in season. Oh, wow. um, and, and if she is, she'll give all the signals. If she's not, then she will kick violently and you don't want her kicking the, you know, $20, 30000000 million stallion, right? So they kick the teaser instead. It's lovely. Anyway, anyway so I, I, I once had to treat a teaser um, from a very expensive racehorse stud for a toothache. And, uh, and, and as I was looking after the teaser and taking care of his, his toothache, the, uh, the owners told me about how he was very lucky to still be with them. And, and I said, oh, why? And they said, oh, well, look, last horse breeding season, uh, week one, um, it's an important, important week. It all went well. He, he teased successfully. The stallion did his job. Week two, all of a sudden, that they, there were no horses in season. And, huh. and they, they did a scan on, on all these very expensive mares and, and discovered that they were all pregnant. Oh, oh, oh. To, oh to, no. to, to the, the teaser. teaser. The teaser's been <laughs> so. so, so th- this is this has cost this stud hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow! And so they were they were so intrigued as to what had happened. So they set up a camera. Oh and, no! And at night they discovered that the teaser was getting out of his pen. He was he was trotting down to the paddock where all these expensive mares were taken. Very nice, and and they couldn't work out because he's still at least a metre shorter than than the the racehorse mares are, and they watched him under the cover of darkness round up all the mares. He'd push them, and if any weren't obliging, he'd, he'd bite them. He'd push them into a corner where there was this hillside. He'd get on the high side of the hill. Oh no! They'd get on the lower side of the hill, wow. and he he would do his his thing quite successfully. Wow! Because there are only two things that are normal sized on a miniature horse: the, t- <laughs> the teeth and the other part. And he used it to great effect. Oh well, that done. is oh, that is a That's teaser one of the best stories game. we've ever heard. Oh. You want to play like that? I'll show you how to play like that. And that is incredible. It is a dangerous occupation because one of the – we do this occasionally, the worst job you could ever have, but one of them uh, was the guys – you correct me if I'm getting this slightly wrong here, but uh, during the moment when a stallion is with with a mare, someone has to race in wearing a a motorbike helmet and And body armor And body armour. Yeah, and so, and I think it was Sir Tristram actually had killed one or at least one, possibly two of the guys who were charged to uh, making it a threesome at the moment of 
uh, oh, climax. Wow. Is that fair? They're, they're the guider. They they do the guiding in, um, oh. sort of like the air traffic controller, and yeah. make sure that everything lands in it in its place. And it's a yeah. it is a highly dangerous job. And, Stop and going, every single vet student, me included, has had to do that in fourth year. You go oh and you spend God. time and everyone has to have a go at that. It's not the, it's not the best job, but I'll tell you, it's actually not the worst either. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Hey, Doc, that's the new show I want to see yep. on Channel yeah. 7. I want, want to see Chris you. Brown as the guider. This week, Chris Brown guides again. <laughs> hey. What will he guide next week? <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you what, uh, if you could come around and help me out in the boudoir from time to time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> would, would, would that, would that help you or would that help the other? Just sit in the rocking chair for half. me. Yeah, just sit in the rocking chair. And uh, we're talking uh, with Dr. Chris Brown. Uh, uh, new to the Channel 7 stable. He'll be firing up very shortly. Dancing with the Stars. What else? You've got a, you've got a number of shows coming up, haven't you? What have you got in the works? I've got Dream Home, which is uh, a renovation Home. show. Um, yeah, and, fantastic. Which is, which is going well. And then I have uh, my show Once in a Lifetime, where I, I, I take you know a known face on, on a once-in-a-lifetime adventure into the unknown to, to come face-to-face and, and help out um, some pretty amazing wildlife Oh, can I do that? Will you take me? Well, look, I, I, I actually, you're on the it's list, on the Mickey. You're on the list. What can I say? Yes. If, if you guys, if you'd be happy to let Mickey go for, say, a week and, and, yeah. and miss a week of radio, then, well, you know. I, it's an adventure, adventure of a lifetime. Why I, not? I, I know exactly where I'd probably send you. Um, where? Well, th- there Serengeti. Is, no, no story gets probably more attention than the um, Pablo Escobar's uh, cocaine hippos <laughs> oh. in <laughs> In oh, Colombia, yeah. <laughs> I reckon that'd be number one on the list. It'd be a fishing water there. <laughs> Let's go, lock it in. That uh, that has to happen. I tell just you what, that's Logie winning documentary just, stuff. Just Let to be up you. close, up close to those hippos, it would just oh. be a dream come true, wouldn't it? The stories uh, you guys would want to get out of them. That's it. Cocaine hippos. Chris Brown, me. What more do you want? There's nothing. In the one story. It's great. Now, uh, you piqued our interest on this program when you came out this week and suggested that uh, you knew why dogs hump cushions. And it's not for what you would think. Am I right? This is unbelievable, Brownie. Uh, so many people, th- this is a really common um, behavioural, you know, we, we could say abnormality. That's, that's, that's being harsh on the performance. You know, yeah. it's it, that dogs wholeheartedly commit to the act of humping and we should celebrate that. Yeah. Um, but uh, most people think it's, think it's sexual. Their dogs oversexed. And and even you know a lot of dogs are get get castrated for for this this very wow. act, and yeah. it's it's not. It's, what it's are you not, talking it's, about? It's I've seen a, them going hammer and tong on a cushion. Yes, and and on your leg, and and, it, and, and yeah, on, on the beanbag, and yeah, on the on the other dog, or on the cat, yeah. or you yeah. know. The, it, it, it happens a lot. What is it? Well, it's, it's not dominance either. A lot of people think it's dominance. They're trying to exert their dominance over right. those things. It, it's actually, um, sadly, most of the time, it's a desperate bid for your attention. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, we did that. <laughs> and, t- and typically, MG, speaking to your missus, most of the time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you've been neglecting it. We'll get, a, we'll get away from that cushion for a while. So... so <laughs> Typically, these are dogs who have tried everything. You know, they've tried they've tried barking, they've tried squeaking their their, their chew toy, they've, they've tried everything in the book to get your attention. But but most of the time, when when they do this, 
the TV's on, you're, you're yes. in the middle of dinner, whatever it is, and they start because it is the one guaranteed behaviour in their playbook that you that you cannot ignore it. Mm-hmm. They're so smart. You can okay, here's never what I'm ignore doing, it. Doc. The next time I'm invited to a dinner party, <laughs> I'm going to turn up, say, hi, how are everyone going? And I'm just going to casually wander over to the couch. I'm going to throw it. Throw a cushion on the floor and just start dry humping it. And you know what? They won't ignore it. They'll yell out your name and often for a dog, that's enough. Just hearing their name, that's enough attention. They've won. They've won the battle. They've got you. They're looking at you going, who won this round? I did. As it goes like the clappers on your favourite cushion. All right, now, uh, Kat, you've got one too. Yeah? Yeah, earlier in What the F... I said dogs can tell time by smell. Is that true? Uh, it is true. Yes. It is true. So what they're actually smelling is, is usually your smell. Uh, you know, not, not always unpleasant, but they can, their sense of smell is so good that your, your, your scent when you leave a room will circulate around the room on the air currents and it'll actually diminish in time. It, it ages. It, it, it sort of becomes more subtle in time. They can smell it becoming more subtle and equate that to how long you've been gone for. Wow. And so a dog will actually know the difference between you've been gone for five minutes or or five or or ten hours in the office because your smell has almost disappeared by the time you get home. So dogs are doing what? Partners do when you go down the pub. <laughs> they can tell exactly how yes. long it's been. Pheromones are gone they since know. you left. It's a, it's oh, kind yeah. of the reverse with you though. And <laughs> you like the, the smell only gets greater when you return. That's and right. The smell they of alcohol. Or, you know. A, All right, kebab. <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. Hey, uh, thank you for coming in on Cup Day. I, as I said, do, do you have a, a a bet? You don't. Do you? I, you don't I, approve. I, I do. I, I hear Lady Negroni is a, is a yeah. long shot <laughs> for the remainder of the year into every single carnival. She was she was joined by a teaser. I believe that's we've just uncovered. That's her. That's her father. So he doesn't have much hope. We'd run her pregnant anyway. Uh, Good on you. Uh, Thanks again, Dr. Chris Brown. Channel 7, uh, keep an eye out. Good morning. Question without notice. Can I fit two raccoons up my butt? (laughs) Now, Welcome to Triple M. Welcome. Uh, The reason I ask is we had a caller on the show earlier. Do we have him there? Yeah. This isn't going to clean it up, but um, you can get almost two raccoons up your ass. (laughs) What? What the f***? Uh, uh, was that before you? Was that good a fact that Mick gave that like five hundred bucks? That's <laughs> two hundred fifty a raccoon, yeah. and it's a long summer break, Mickey. So you need to know the details. What what is possible? Oh, that is right. Um, what do you think? Uh, look, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do two straight up. I, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably start one. off with one. I, I'm not. Look, I'm not familiar with the raccoons' work. Uh, we don't have them in Australia. Um, I mean, they're like a like a. I mean, a possum size. So possum I, size. I, I, would, right. I would have thought. Jeez, I, I would have thought. Okay, you're thinking about it a bit too hard now. <laughs> I would say no. Oh, oh, all right. And by the way, don't tell Richard Gear this either. No. Right. We could all be in a lot of trouble. Thank you for coming on the show. I, you know, how I know you're always coming on the show. Why is that? It yeah. depends what Natasha Billings wearing. She always <laughs> dresses up. up. Makes herself look slightly available. You know what she she carries every time you're. I, I think we've all seen through the serious news. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's gone. Transparent. She, she, 
she flirts with me in this unique way that you guys may not pick up on in, in <laughs> a way that's not with words, it's with what she wears. She wears, a, wears a different animal print. Yes! Every yes. single time oh, I, no, it's always I come in. That's, it's, like a, it's like a mating plumage. And guess what she's wearing today? Two raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, thank you for coming on the show. And I'm uh, glad to have the opportunity to sort this out, because yep. comments were made on last week's front bar. I know you haven't heard these, and you're hearing them for the first time. So be, be you know, just relax. I'd okay. like to play them to you and distance myself oh, oh. from the comments made by Sam Payne Sam, okay. on the yep. front bar. Now, I'm going to show you a clip, and this happened right at the start of the show, by the way. This is the first thing mm. out of his mouth since we've finished for the football season. Mm. And I was asking about hosting the Logies and how we would go uh, this year. Is he doing it again? Yeah. Here's how it went down. Are you doing it again this year? It's not looking good. <laughs> Why? Three words for you. Go on. Dr. Chris Brown. <laughs> He's trying to white ant me. He's, He's a good egg. He's a company oh. man. By the way, that'd be a hell of a logies. The in memoriam package will include all the animals he's put down. <laughs> <laughs> Give me any stupid jaw. Get <laughs> <laughs> over it, mate. All right, well done. You're good looking. His jaw's so big, you need to wear, put one of those buckets on him. <laughs> now, that was an unprovoked attack. Yeah. A- actually, a broadside. Hmm. Interesting. You, like. you were happy to join in. No, no, no. The audio revealed that at the end. I was trying to take the edge off it. I was trying to take the edge off it. Is there anything you'd like to say for that unprovoked attack? A broadside, I would yeah. suggest. I mean, that's that's a that's a very rich statement coming from a guy that that barely rated on SBS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 it's a show. Uh, uh, what was the show called? I can't remember. A C D B C AD B C. I was going to buy a vowel. The collection of ratings given by the the different television reviewers. Don't buy into it, Brownie. You better bite back. You know this. You're going to start a celebrity. Feud. Yeah, well, again, also rich comments coming from a guy that doesn't even have a jawline. Uh, so I, I um, I'm not happy. You're talking about him or me now? Can you can you say? Can I say this? He was asked to play Eddie Jones in a movie. Did you hear that? No, no, that's true. What a yeah. genius piece of casting. Yeah, because, well, it would be because he's uh, like a fool. <laughs> I said, which is, comes within his very narrow range. Come, actually, some Eddie Jones also sums up his Logies performance. Came yeah. in offering and promising a lot and delivering very little. <laughs> in fact, maybe Eddie Jones should do, host the, the, the Logies. Logies and the coach the Wallabies. <laughs> Would you a... go and swim in the newly minted beach at Penrith? Penrith Beach. There's going to be at Penrith be Beach. Which you have a lot of good people out there listening s- to you Some right are now. saying it's like New South Wales, a Malfi coast. <laughs> And, and going on the artist's uh, interpretations of how it's going to look. It's like Florida. I, it looks Ibiza. incredible. Yeah. I, I saw some vision from there, yeah. uh, I think, yesterday. Yes. I, I don't think the reality kind of matches the vision just yet. Why I order. But, yeah, it's but, not Santorini. But I am in talks with – I can confirm I am in talks with Channel 7 to uh, to bring a new animal show oh. uh, to – Two Australian screens. Called Pe- Penrith. Penrith Vet. Yeah. Yes! We, we thought the beachside See? culture, it, well, it, it all works. You get it? It, it yeah. all works. We can, you get it. The dog fights would be. <laughs> can I be your, <laughs> your outsider in that little 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most of the series is just treating NG's my, my, pets. My animals. Yeah. Now, if they have a beach in Penrith, what, what do they need for the local ecology? Like, do they need to put a little reef in? Do we? Uh, what kind well, of? We're going to have plankton. No, what what do you be, need I, to introduce? Ours will actually be the barrier reef, not the barrier reef. We'll have like roadside barriers in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I reckon you, you'd you probably need some water filtration is probably where I'd, I'd start. <laughs> um, well, remember, it, it's, it's got white water rapids there. We do our, like, your, your little white water rapid thing, so it's got all the, the – the continual flow of water. Yeah, yeah. It's well, always fresh. It's always blue. I did love the fact that the, the newly brought in sand or, already has a, sl- a slight tinge to it. I, I, just the sediment is... How long before a dead body's found floating? <laughs> oh, wow. In that. Wow. I, it's in all honesty. I, 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 look, I'm excited. I, and and this, is, yes. this is a beach that you the dogs... bread butter, mate. I, I'm not sure dogs are currently allowed at, at the beach, but they can come along and... and I they can, so. Yeah, they maybe can, one part of the end they can. They can drink the water there, which yep. is unlike, you know, Bondi. It's one one tick in the <laughs> True. Penrith Beach. Call. Penrith Vet, I want to see it. I, I want it's got It's got legs. Yes. It's got uh, let's legs. talk some animal stories. A, a horse escaped from a crate <laughs> on a plane. Forcing it to return. Have you heard of anything like this before? This is this is one uh, plane flight where when they actually make the announcement over the the intercom, is there a doctor on board? I can actually stand up <laughs> and uh, and help because it does happen regularly. Um, look, from what I can t- from what I can tell, this this horse was it a flight from New York to to Belgium? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, the the horse obviously wasn't uh, wasn't happy with the amount of leg room. In no, that's right. <laughs> in business class, I think it was. And uh, and he leapt out of his his crate. But it's it's apparently this does happen occasionally. The the plane had to turn around and, and go back to New York, and they had to get a vet on. Fantastic. I saw one. I saw a picture on social media a couple of days ago of a sultan from uh, Brunei or something. With like twenty falcons. Or no, no, he bought a seat for each of his falcons. That's right. Eighty-eight. Uh, that's it. That's so what I saw. Eighty-eight with falcon with falcons on the back of every chair. So I've been on a flight in oh in the middle in the Middle East and sat next to a falcon. What? <laughs> yes. It's, what the? So you can. Uh, what the? You, you, you can you can buy a seat. So imagine like this. And they're all blind. They're all blind. 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 They'll sit on your arm. It was you just a, put your arm out. It was a flight on Etihad, and and so Etihad, you can. Bring your falcon on board. You can't bring a dog or a cat on board, but you can bring a falcon. Yeah. Imagine, like, what symbolize? What do they symbolize over there? What's why what, what are they so revered? Prestige, wealth, mm. status. But they, do they like, have their little masks on. They wear little hoods. <laughs> 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 to keep them under control. It yeah. is. Yes. Yeah, so That's what they do to me at school this week. <laughs> <laughs> Put your mask. <laughs> Put your little mask. On. Hey, Some things you just don't want to see. Things you don't want to see. Now, what's this about a fat cat eating a rat that's caused a lockdown? That sounds How like a nursery rhyme. Eating a rat. That's a nursery rhyme. So, uh, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get all Doctor Zeus on you, but <laughs> so this is an elementary school in in the US in, in Washington State, mm. Groff Elementary. Yeah. Uh, that went into lockdown when a uh, a mountain lion. Uh, supposed mountain lion was spotted uh, next to the schoolyard. Right, uh, prowling was the was the report. Everyone they, indoors. Everyone indoors. Whole school into lockdown, um, and then they they called a wildlife expert in, and uh, and the wildlife expert was uh, quick to take the school out of lockdown because the mountain lion was a cat uh, <laughs> eating a rat. A, a big fat cat. <laughs> I've got to say, the, the conversation with pet owners around their pets being a little bit overweight is it's sensitive. It's always oh, a sensitive yeah. one. But I reckon if, if your cat is getting confused for a 100-kilogram 
apex predator that could yeah. take down a small child. I, I reckon so it's, it's Jimmy's... probably time. How do you do it with dogs? Because your dog because when a dog looks at you and he, or you're eating food, oh, and the dog is looking at you. It's very they know it's they can they can turn it on, right? Yeah, they, so it's a very can. hard thing. Yeah. But what do you say to owners? You go, you look at the tubby little Labrador there. Yeah. It looks like a coffee table, <laughs> and you go, come on, you really need to step it up here. I I, I give them the waistline talk okay yeah so and and that is where you you look at a dog from above and if if they are if there's not a dip around the around the hips if they, they don't have a, a waist it, like yeah. behind the ribs it should go in yeah. and then back out yeah. if if it goes straight along yes. or out yeah uh, then that's my that. girlfriend gives me the same chat. <laughs> <laughs> the same chat. You've got your bag. Are you off? Are you shooting something? I am up uh, to uh, to Brisbane today. Brisbane, to, um, yeah. Uh, schoolies week. Shoot. Oh, schoolies. Yeah. It's the tail end. Brownie, come on, mate. <laughs> Hoping to pick up the pieces and also film for uh, for Dream Home. For, for uh, fantastic, so, exciting yeah. new series coming up on Channel Seven. Yeah. Where you're going to be a big star. Yes. At that network. Well, it, it's interesting though. Like I, I, I had it so good for so long. Well, so long and, until until you, Mick Malloy, started to white ant me about how I'd done so little. I have not had a day off since. <laughs> yes. They listen to you in there. Welcome to my world. I am a workhorse. Am I right? Yep. Yes. Right. I, I, be, I believe there's a lunch on today, yes. uh, which, which goes with the Christmas party last Friday. So clearly you yeah. guys are flat out. Yep. This, this is my office. That's where we're going, <laughs> to the pub. Thank you for swinging by. Uh, we'll check in with you. Again. Thank you for being part of our show this yeah. year. Yes. Too. We love having you on. Absolutely. You're an amazing Thank part you. of the team. We'll reconvene next year uh, where you'll be hard out at, at your new network, Channel 7. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Got your brownie. Catch Mick and MG in the morning. Back January 15 on Sydney's Triple M.